Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Hope everyone is having a phenomenal, and I do mean phenomenal, day. You know, it's Friday. We can look forward to the weekend. We can see what's happening and going on around us and just have one heck of a remarkable time. I get to watch Jetty tonight play in the fall weather. It's it's cold down here, about, about 50 degrees, but with the wind coming off of the Gulf of Mexico, it gets it down in the 40s, and these kids are going to be rocking it out tonight, playing, having a heyday. And I, and I like that this time of the year. The kids get all bundled up, a little hot chocolate out there, and they play their hearts out. It's fun watching eight-year-olds play the game the way it's supposed to be played, having fun. And that's what it's about. Uh, I guess we could call that weird, uh, but I love it. I think it's great to see it happening. Today we are in, I believe, Chapter 5, The Best Money Can't Buy. Thomas Fuller said, debt is the worst poverty. It's funny how debt does a lot of crazy things for all of us. And in this story here, we got to remember that the name of the book is weird. Being normal isn't working. And when you think about this, it is. Listen to this story. He goes, I just got off the phone with a close friend who was suffocating financially. Seven years ago, Jim and his family purchased a comfortably nice three-bedroom home. After they moved in, the wife wanted a new kitchen top new kitchen table, up-to-date wallpaper, drapes, wanted every man's dream, a new gas grill, an outside storage unit for the new riding lawnmower. One thing led to another, new countertops, new carpet, new stainless steel appliances, all the compliments of MasterCard and Visa. Then one day, unexpectedly, they found they were expecting, I found that humorous, how can you unexpectedly find out that you're expecting unless you weren't involved? So, you know, it's funny how we all unexpectedly wonder how we can be, get pregnant. Yeah, that's, I'll sidetrack that. You might have guessed it. Their new baby added fuel to the new and better consumer debt fire that was already burning. Before long, it became obvious that their current vehicle and house would be cramped by another child, leading overnight to borrowing for a newer SUV, a newer house with four bedrooms instead of three. Plenty of room for their new surprise blessing. Jim told me painfully, I don't know what happened. Everything seemed like the right thing to do at the time. We needed a larger house. We wanted a safer vehicle for the baby. I don't know how we could take our daughter out of dance and cheerleading or our son out of soccer and baseball. Isn't it normal for parents to want to give their kids the best? Jim looked at me and concluded with hollow resolve, well, at least I know that my problems are normal problems. And that's sad. According to a recent survey from CareerBuilder.com, more than half, 61% to be exact, of working Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I live in Destin, a gated community it seems like every block. Not three or four bedroom houses, but sometimes five, six, or seven in at least one house that was owned by a network marketer, 24-karat gold faucets, a panic room, we call them hurricane rooms, an indoor gymnasium. 
the Pinskin family that owns Pennzoil, 32,000 square feet. When you stand in the foyer and you talk, you don't know where your voice is coming from because of the way it was created. And yet 61% of working Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Monthly payments are the norm. Credit card debt is normal. Paying only the monthly minimums is normal. Yet, in fact, it's priceless because what price can you place on your worry, your anxiety, your fears? How much is your health and security and peace of mind worth? Since everyone fights this battle, surely it's worth the war, right? You know, I remember in 1999 when I went bankrupt, I literally ate myself up with that decision. Nobody goes bankrupt. Only losers go bankrupt. You know, in 2011 when I went bankrupt, it was sure a lot easier because all my rich friends were doing it too. It's sad, but it's the truth. The collateral damage for us wanting to just be normal, the tension in our relationships with the people that we love, the fights between our spouses and us, the, the feelings of helplessness and frustration, the powerlessness, the despair, the shame and embarrassment. Since it's normal, it must be okay, huh? See, when we really get right down to it, Craig wrote a great book, Normal Doesn't Work. It doesn't work in your career. It doesn't work in your marriage. It doesn't work in your business. It doesn't work anywhere. Normal is what's made it the problem. And we got to fix that. we got to fix it by us. If we don't do it one-on-one, it'll never get fixed. Listen, listen to what Craig writes. I thought this was pretty good here. He said, what would it be like to have money left over at the end of the month? Just one simple sentence, a simple question, but think about that. What would it be like to have a little bit of money left over at the end of the month? See, here's my frustration with the profession that I love. In network marketing, we don't want to face the reality. We want to live in a fantasy, a utopia. We want to pretend that we're above normal, that the majority of us out here are making such a great life that we're not living paycheck to paycheck, but yet I see more deals being made constantly because companies realize that even the people in network marketing live in paycheck to paycheck. We got this fake it till we make it. We get the the glitz, the glamour, the cars, the, the houses, the trips, and it makes us feel good and it covers up the real sickness in our hearts. So we keep focusing on ourselves. We keep spending all we have and then some... For some reason, we're not trying to to bless others. And you may think, well, Troy, that's just one of those churchy things you all do. Go back and read history. Go back and read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And read the chapter about all the giants in history, the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Pennies, the Vanderbilts, and how much they gave away to others. From day one, not after they became rich. And how vast their legacies have continued to live. See, the problem is we keep getting we keep the focus on ourselves. And that's not what it's supposed to be about. 
It's not about looking like the Hatfields or McCoys. It's not trying to compare yourself to your neighbors. Let's know what Craig Wright. I thought this was good. Most people say that the reason they don't give money is they don't feel they can afford it. They feel they don't have enough. What if you had enough to say, oh, I don't know, help someone in need? What if you had extra money available to you and could give some away and not feel stressed about it? What if you had enough money available to do what you enjoyed to do most? What if you had enough money available that you could exchange some of it for more time in your schedule? For example, you could pay someone to clean your house, take care of your yard. The extra financial oxygen gives you more room to breathe. It can help you feel rested, not anxious, worried, and always afraid. Well, kind of like you do now when you're normal. See, what if? The question isn't that it's not available. It's what if you could have it. The next question is, what are you willing to do to get it? See, most people don't want to give up, just like the story said. I get on my boys because they smoke cigarettes and they ask me for money. So I don't have it. got to do it on your own. Not because I don't want to help them. Because they got to realize they got their own money. Same thing with me. If I'm not willing to get rid of the cable, get rid of the satellite, stop going out to eat, who am I to tell people I need money? See, we all have a vice somewhere that if we want to sacrifice and give it up, we can earn something. I remember John Maxwell, when he wanted to grow his business and get closer to Margaret, gave up golf for almost 10 years. Sometimes you've got to give up to go up. And considering the destructive distraction that, tr- that money troubles have, it's, not, it, it's amazing to me we got any churches, to be quite honest, because I don't see sometimes how pastors can do it. They get so stressed about money and so stressed about their own personal lives, how they can preach on Sunday is amazing. Listen to what Proverbs 21.20 says. In the house of the wise are stores of choice and food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. The wise, not the rich, you notice that, has enough in their house. The wise, not the rich. When Solomon was yet a boy and could ask for anything from God he wanted, he said, please give me wisdom. See, with wisdom comes riches, comes abundance, not the other way around. See, I am a firm believer that if you're a Christian, you're walking your walk, that God truly wants you to be financially well off. I'm not talking about rich. I'm talking about financially stable with some some margin in your life so that you can fulfill the purpose that he put you here on this earth for. That may be filthy rich for all I know. But I knew know that the contentment that you would have, not the complacency, would be second to none. You'd be richer than rich. I've been blessed to be in some of the most beautiful homes in America. And on the outside, they look to be financially successful. I remember, I'm going to use Hubert as an example. I remember when Hubert built his mansion outside of Atlanta. He had sold World Marketing Alliance for hundreds of millions of dollars. 
was beautiful. He started building that, and it was 27,000 square feet. He built an amphitheater in it. He had a place for his grandkids to grow. He had a basketball court, a bowling alley. He had a nine-hole golf course around it. Had all the amenities that any rich person would want. Him and Norma Norma gave money galore. She has her own foundation. It was wonderful to see. And he lost it all. Fifty-some-odd million dollars to build a house that was like two or 3,000 square feet bigger than the White House. Sold for around $25 million. Half-price sale. Richer than rich. When I looked at the pictures and, and watched the construction and saw the finished product, I thought, man, there's no way I'd let my kids go crazy, let alone my grandkids in there. It's a beautiful home. It's a southern mansion. With so many breakable items, I'd be I'd have a heart attack walking in that house. Did it look good? Absolutely. Did people tour it because they saw it? Yeah, absolutely. Betty wished he had that money right now. I look at my own life. I paid a little over $115,000 for the house that I live in. I owe 80 some odd thousand on it now. It was built in 1984, single level, three bedroom, now it's six. We added three bedrooms onto it. Small, not big, don't don't get me wrong here. Did the construction myself with my father-in-law and my boys' help. Still isn't as big as we want, but it's beautiful. Half acre lot, swimming pool. Carpet's not been changed in at least twelve years since we moved in. I need new carpet, new countertops. I got I got uh, listen, not everybody has what we have. And I gotta tell you something, I got a custom kitchen. I got I've got a, a really original looking laminate countertops. I mean they're pretty cool. I got a popcorn ceiling. Like the eighties. But last night, Tessa's boyfriend, Jesse, was over, and they were just laying on the carpet laughing and having a good time. He felt right at home. See, to me, that's what life's supposed to be about. Does Paige want a bigger house, a nicer house? You bet. Would I like one? Absolutely. Matter of fact, we're thinking about maybe ripping the roof off and, and building up a story. But you know what? I could go get a part-time job if I lost everything in network marketing today and pay for my house payment and put groceries on the table. We need about $2,500 a month to live the lifestyle that we've grown accustomed to right here a block off the beach in one of the most gorgeous places anybody could live. To me, I think that's rock solid. That's pretty cool. That's priceless to me. To me, that's what it's about. Listen to what Craig writes. The problem is that we've been defining better, rich, successful, cool, acceptable the wrong way. We see it as the huge house with its picture-perfect room. It reeks with tension and frustration and fear. It offers nothing to make guests feel secure, relaxed, or at ease. The whole vibe of the house whispers instead this is an illusion. A house of cards about to fall. Wouldn't you like it better if we could 
create a different kind of envy. One that couldn't be quenched by new furniture. One that's rich with love and has plenty of margin so they can go on vacations and they have room to make mistakes and time just to hang out together. Wouldn't that be cooler? Yesterday, I wanted to take my wife on a date and I, I just couldn't afford it. I had some car trouble come up and I needed to rearrange that. And I said, honey, I just don't have the, the money in my budget to take you out. And I apologize and I hope you'll forgive me, but, I, but I'd still like to serve you. You know, and it's my my day to take care of the little baby girls in the morning, Papa's little day out type thing. So she calls me after her and the girls left. She goes, it's chilly, and they've been feeling a little under the weather, so why don't you stay home with them, and we'll run some errands. I said, that's no problem. Take your time. And she calls and says, honey, the girls would really like to go to Pier Park. I said, go to Pier Park. Enjoy. Now, this is an all-day thing. They go down. They don't get back 6, 7 o'clock at night. I said, Go. I moved everything out of my office into the family room and the girls, because my little girls got their play area right out there by me, and we had a remarkable day together. Papa and the three girls. I made them lunch. They took naps. We played in the afternoon. They had snacks. Because we've got a little bit of margin in our life. Not a lot. We're not, we're not much different than you are. We've got a little bit of margin. See, that's how we all have to do. Listen listen to what what's written right here. Paul writes in Timothy 6, 6 and 8, God, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. I'm I'm learning that. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm learning that. See, if we deliberately choose to live with contentment, not complacency, I believe a lot of times we will enhance our lifestyle. God will bless us. He may not bless you compared to somebody else, but I guarantee you will be content. Verses 9 and 10 say, People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people are eager for money, have wandered from the faith, and pierced themselves with many griefs. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not money itself. See, when we focus on money, 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 things, 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 and we stop focusing on people. And in my book, that's what network marketing has seemed to do lately. Then we fall into all kinds of evils, foolish things. We have to stop this. We've got to stop being normal. We've got to get the tension and the stress out of our life. Craig shares a humorous story. He says, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie Grandpa tells him, when Charlie wants to sell the golden ticket because the family really needs money, Grandpa says, there's plenty of money out there. They print more every day. But this ticket, there's only five of them in the whole world, and that's all there's ever going to be. Only a dummy would give up this for common money. Are you a dummy? You only have one soulmate in this world. Would you give her up for money? 
You only have one perfect lover in the whole world. Would you give him up for money? Your kids are only here for a flicker. Are you giving them up for money? Just because you want a bigger and better house. Paige and I used to look across the street at this nice big house in the corner lot. Man, must be nice. Big boat, the vet. The vet's been gone for years. The boat's sunk in the harbor. The house is in foreclosure. It's it's amazing when you get right down to it, folks. It's amazing. See, the secret to debt-free living is so easy. Matter of fact, I'll share the secret with you if you want it. Earn more, spend less. That's it. Earn more, spend less. You might start by spending less and then focus on earning more. Ramsey says it best. you got to live differently today so that you can live differently tomorrow. Craig writes this, Most of us have lifestyled our way right into a black pit of normal. It feels like it's an income problem. Most people think, if I only could make just a little bit more money... It won't take much, and then I could fix everything in my life. But it's not an income problem. It's a lifestyle problem. This is why I hate the word lifestyle. you got to make a life transformation, and in order to make a life transformation, you got to change some things first in your life. Lifestyles come and go. I've seen people living at the top like Hubert Humphrey and then living at the bottom tomorrow. It's never about lifestyle. Matthew 6:19 says, "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal." When I look back at the men and women who created this country in the gigantic homes, most people don't even remember who they are. Did you know that if you I told you guys yesterday that I watch nighttime soaps. Did you know that the home, the 34-room mansion that was used on Dynasty wasn't in Denver, Colorado. It's actually outside of San Francisco. It was built by a ball-bearing magnet. He built it for his family. He made all the money, had the big house, the servants, everything. It was phenomenal. It was great. He gave it away to his heirs, and his heirs couldn't afford it. So when they died, it went to the state as a museum. The Biltmore Mansion in South Carolina, North Carolina, whichever Carolina it is. Largest home in America. When the Biltmores died, couldn't afford it, became a bed and breakfast in a restaurant, 100 and some odd thousand square feet. Rustin, Crinkling. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing what sometimes priceless things that are written years ago can mean. First John two fifteen and 17 gives us fair warning. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If someone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him for everything in the world. The craving of sinful men and lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes out from the Father, not from the Father, but from the world. Now, 
Let me put it in perspective. When our focus is on things, we can't focus on what needs to be important in our spiritual life. That's that, look, that's whether you believe in God or not. You can be humanistic, and you're not going to be able to take care of your human needs if you're focused on just the greed. Where's your relationships? Where's the love? Where's the romance? None of that would be there. I mean, yeah, I guess if you got a lot of money, you can go pay for it. There's $1,000 night hookers. I mean, if you're going to pay $1,000, now I get two or three of them. Make it worth your while. Because the loneliness is going to come back in the morning. See, we've got to focus on the solution. I told you in this, this series we'll be using some scripture, Proverbs fifteen sixteen. Better to have little with fear of the Lord than have great treasures and inner turmoil. Better to have little with God, focusing on where you're supposed to go, loving your wife, loving your kids, having the romance in your life, moving forward. Troy, you don't know what you're talking about. You tell that to the men and women who left St. Louis to open up this country for us. The men and women who built homes that became big cattle barons, built homes that made little farms, stores, owned mines. The men and women that are in Alaska right now working. If you have little, it could become big. See, if you're having trouble and you're struggling to think normal, you could be anything but normal. That's pretty weird. And we're all weird with you. Just the way it is. See, what you have to do is do what you do well. Do you want to escape from debt? Then do it well. Do you want to have a great marriage? Then do it well. Do you not want to be normal? Then do it well. Because if you watch TV, everybody's screwing everybody else but the one that they actually sleep with. Everybody else is envying everybody else's toys and things instead of appreciating the blessings that they have. It's time for you to be weird. It's time to get sick and tired of the normal of the culture today. It's time that you focus on what you need to do. Man, take the weekend to really focus on this. Monday will be in Chapter 6, The Generous Eye. I'm going to share a quote at that time from Winston Churchill. Hang out with Jimmy and I this afternoon on Aces Radio Live. Don't have a clue what we're doing. It's that time of the year where we kind of just we just kind of wing it and have fun. Folks, I appreciate everybody that hangs out on this radio show. It means a lot to me. We're updating our website, troydooley.com. You can go check it out, put some new links, new articles. I'm going to be doing some stuff on that. Actually, let me share. i got a couple minutes. I'll share why I did that. Over on Facebook, I had a guy that had sent me a comment. He said, Troy, there's some people questioning uh, your website, your personal website, they think you're you're a pedophile, you're sexually sick. I said, no, nah, they're just idiots. I thought, you know what, I haven't done anything with my website. You know, I, all my business websites are some of the highest ranked in the world, and, and I haven't done anything on my personal website, so I just figured since we got traffic going over there, I might as well spread the message and do some stuff. So we're going to put some new stuff up over there. I think you'll enjoy it. we got the radio show over there and some other stuff. But, hey, guys. Have a awesome weekend. I'll see you Monday. Remember, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Bye now.